This is episode 401, How to Get Over Someone You Can't Seem to Get Over with Matthias. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. If you have any time, would love if you could go over it and leave a rating and review for the show. The reviews help so much. And as a reminder, every Wednesday, I put up a coaching episode where I bring someone on the air and do an unscripted, unproduced coaching session. I never know what we're going to talk about until we start recording. And every Saturday, I air an interview with someone that I think is really fantastic or maybe share something that I feel inspired to share with you. I've had a lot of requests to share a little bit more about my motherhood journey. I'm 14 months in. So if that's something you're interested in, hit me up on Instagram. Let me know if there's any questions that you have about motherhood or my journey so far, and I will do an episode on motherhood so far. It's been such a blessing and the greatest teacher of my entire life. Oh my goodness. And deepened and grew in ways I never thought possible. Another thing that can deepen us and have us grow in ways we never thought possible, or maybe we never really wanted our relationships and often relationships that don't work out. It's many times the relationships that don't work out that teach us the most, but of course the relationships that do and the ones we're in have a lot to teach us as well. Bottom line, relationships teach us a lot. And today's caller is hung up on someone that he can't seem to get over. But as usual, as we explore in the show, it has to do with something much deeper than that. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, is there someone that you've broken up with or that broke up with you, but you just can't seem to let him go? Did you have a parent that really wasn't there for you in the way that you truly desired? Do you relate to having an avoidant attachment style? Did you have a parent that parentified you or even kind of made you their spouse and you didn't really get to be a kid. So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Matthias. And before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week. If you know me at all, you know, I love healthy living. I love having products and investing in products that really make the quality of my life and health better. One of those things are water purifiers. I love the AquaTrue water purifier. It is such a great and easy to use. I have the counter one that really helps me trust the quality of the water that I'm drinking and that I'm giving to Athena, my daughter. So AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing, and it removes 15 times more contaminants than any other pitcher filters. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher capacity under the sink options. They're affordable and long-lasting, no changing filters every two to three months. AquaTrue filters last from six months to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste, and none of us should be drinking out of plastic anyway. So in addition to drinking water, you can use it for your coffee, tea, you can give it to your kids like I do for Athena and your pets. Why not have pets drink the best water possible, right? So here is your call to action to get 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U, no E.com and enter over it at checkout. 
Again, that's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use over it and check out. All right, and now on to my coaching call with Matthias. Matthias, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. How can I help? Thanks so much. It's an honor to be here. The following is something that came to my mind that recently, on the past few months, I had kind of difficulty um, in my relationships with women. So what happened is about two years ago, I had a quite a brutal breakup with my ex-girlfriend at the time. And that's been like, it's, it's still with me in a way. I still really haven't been able to let go of that. Mm. She broke up with me, just to <laughs> clarify that. And it was a very painful experience for me. I don't think that I've ever had anything like similar before in my life that I felt that pain so much, like that emotional mm. pain. And since then, like nowadays, now it's been a, you know two years since then, but when I meet somebody and, you know, the romance kind of starts and, and, you know, we like each other, then it just seems that I just can't connect anymore so much. And so if you can help me with that, it would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How long were you together? Um, Three months. Oh, just three months. Okay. What do you think it activated inside of you that made it so painful? It was quite intense in terms of the kind of love experience. Like I was very much in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also made me feel that she was very much in love with, with me. Like she she wrote me a poem about like two months into the relationship that, you know, she's been waiting for me all her life. And mm-hmm. and this like we're in our early 40s. And, you know, I'm this amazing guy who came into her life. And, and like I was prepared to do you know, whatever it takes for us to be, you know, move forward and um, have a family and have, have kids and everything, which she wanted as well. And then it stopped really, really abrupt. Like it, it came for me in a way out of nowhere that she, we had an, an argument and she triggered something inside of me that maybe goes back to my, to my childhood. And I was really upset and angry at her that then she told me it triggered something inside of her. And she left like this happened at my home Mm. and she left and she would not see me anymore after that. Mm. And I still haven't, I bumped into her by coincidence a couple of times after that, but she would not want to talk to me. She would not want to discuss anything. And, and it ended up that I moved into a different district. So this happened in, in Athens and I live now in a different district, but I still happen to pass by every now and then close to where she lives and it just stays there's something that stays with me and mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is and it yeah what was the thing that she triggered inside of you she said things about me that I felt are not true and not correct are you willing to share what she said yeah yeah initially it was like more about you know just our lifestyles and like that I don't like I'm quite a sporty guy and she said you know I, I take it to the extreme and I don't enjoy hanging out I don't want to go out and party and then it came down to something about me like more character-wise personality-wise and 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 I felt listen maybe it's something a trigger was that in my childhood I had difficulty with with my with my looks mm. I was a bit you know let's maybe bullet nowadays people would say, mm-hmm. or I had difficulty with the, yeah, the way I looked in a way. And I think that that got triggered inside of me. And I said, and I remember telling her, no, no, I'm, you know, I'm fine the way I am. And, and it's funny, it was all just made up. I mean, I, 
I have nowadays no issues with with it, and and I'm feeling quite comfortable with all of it. But I guess that kind of we should like it built up with her like coming one like accusing me of this and this and that. Yeah. To I just exploded in a way. Um, yeah. You exploded in a way. What do you mean? I think I lost a bit. It was maybe a bit of emotional blackout. Like I just yelled at her something like, you know, I'm like, don't talk to me like this. Mm-hmm. And, but maybe I guess my eyes, I have quite big eyes. So I think they got even bigger than that and mm-hmm. it can be quite scary. So that, you know, I think in an emotional, I don't know, rage just came out, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. don't talk to me like this. You know, this is not, it's just not fair the way you talk to me. Yeah. A bit like that. So basically the the kid who got bullied when he was a kid come came out because she triggered something really painful inside of you. And it sounds to me like it just activated a rage and an anger and a hurt that's been dormant for decades. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And, and her reason for breaking up with you is because she didn't like that that reaction, it triggered her, you scared her. Is that basically it? Mm, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I never had a chance to really talk to her about Mm. it, except that she told me afterwards that she's been in therapy for a long time. Although she, you know, she came across as a wonderful, amazing woman. I know her mom had died like a few years earlier and she had panic attacks. So she had a mother that she grew up with, with panic attacks. And she died as a consequence of of something related to that. I'm not mm-hmm. 100% sure exactly what. But she said that she had to go back into therapy and she had to work through something that I triggered inside of her. Okay. Well, so, you know, anyone's going to get triggered in relationship. It sounds like, you know, both of you had time travel reactions, meaning when she was criticizing you, you had the time travel back to when you were bullied. We haven't even talked about your dynamic with your parents, but that activated something in you. She she poked the bear in the sense of a lot of unexpressed rage and hurt came out. That probably activated something deep in her around her mother, maybe around her father, who knows where she didn't feel safe. Because if you have a parent that has panic attacks regularly, you're not going to feel safe because we we regulate through our parents' nervous systems until we're, you know, older. And so it probably really gave her a feeling of unsafety that got triggered in her and she ran, you know? So I can, I can see why it all happened, but what I'm most curious about is why you're so hung up on it. Because to me, it sounds like, first of all, she was criticizing you and criticizing you know, who you are and your patterns. And there's a way we can make requests of our partner without criticizing. Like if she wanted to go do something more fun with you, she said, Hey, it would really mean a lot to me if we went to this party on Saturday night and maybe stayed out a little later than we normally do. Are you up for it? You know, that's much different than saying you're a bore, you know, you don't go out like, it's, you know, it's just, it's a much different way of communicating. So you have this person that was criticizing you and then you had a reaction and she's basically saying, I'm out because you triggered me. But she's mm-hmm. sort of the one that started the whole thing. So again, what I'm curious about is like, why do you think she's so great? Yeah, it's an excellent question. And 
I think, let's see if we can get to the bottom of this. I've been thinking about this a lot. She made me feel just great. Somehow she had something that made me feel really good. Now, what happened after all of this is that we started to email a bit back and forwards. Um, she wouldn't want to see me, but she started to say things, you know, you have to do this, you have to do this. Like, if you do all of these things, then maybe one day, you know, we can get back together. So I started, in a way, to trying to please her. Like, I did many, many different things that weren't coming to me naturally, but I was trying to do it. I also went away for a couple of months. And then I came back a few months later to Athens, and by coincidence, I bumped into her and said, you know, hey, look, you know, I did all of this. Um, please take me back in a way. And she said, no, just get out of my life. I don't want to see you anymore. You know? And I'm not sure if it's like that I'm you know, inclined to be with people that maybe are not nice to me. Maybe that also goes back a bit to earlier parts of my life or that I'm not used to maybe just pure, genuine love. Yeah. Um, that's also... Like, I remember somebody I've been dating, like, last year. Um, she came to me and said, it's so hard to love you. Like, you don't let me get close to you. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know how these two things are kind of related to each other, but it seems like, you know, there's this one woman who, in a way, almost, like, bullies me. And I'm like, hey, please, please, you know, yeah. I want to be with you. And the other one who's like, no, I love of you and I'm like uh, no yeah. I, I want to be this other one yeah I, I, well, I don't I don't get it you know yeah well and, and I love the awareness it's such great awareness and it's very indicative of the avoidant attachment style so let's let's go for the <laughs> what I always go for because it tends to be the thing that impacts us the most let's let's talk about your relationship <laughs> with your parents did you grow up in an environment where there wasn't a lot of predictability or stability when it came to your parents and their interaction with you. My parents got divorced when I was 15 and my relationship with my dad was so, so, I mean, he was working. My mother was at home. So she had a bigger impact on me. And probably I sided with my mom also because she was just around us all day. My dad had really, really, tough childhood like after he was an after work child grow, growing up in post-war Austria mm. and he was sent out to farms as a, as a young child um, to work on farms and farmers and there was zero love I mean they were yeah. abused um, so I, I think my dad tried to relive his own childhood as as an adult and I was just around and I have two sisters as well and we were just, you know, if he just came about, he didn't really want us, I think, in a way. Yeah. He was okay. Like, he wasn't a loving father. He was more interested in, in you know, fulfilling his own desires than yeah. taking care of us, in a way. Probably that's like... Yeah. So that's going to that's gonna leave a feeling of not feeling very loved and not feeling very wanted. So, basically, What's going to happen with just a little you've told me is you're going to be attracted to, well, let me ask you this. Are you familiar with the avoidant attachment style? Uh, no. No. Okay. Well, there's, there's different attachment styles. I'm not going to go into all of them right now, but we basically okay. have a secure attachment or insecure attachment and Insecure attachment can be three different types, anxious, avoidant, or disorganized. And when we have an anxious, when we have an avoidant attachment style, basically we have parents that 
were like just kind of neglectful or present physically, but not really there emotionally or were, you know, maybe abusive in some way that kind of tends to be more disorganized. But what it does is it creates a relationship where a relationship pattern where when someone loves us, we push them away because love feels unfamiliar and love feels very scary and love feels like it hurts because like you, children naturally love their parents. And when they don't feel that love back from their parents in the way that they love their parents, it's very disorienting and it makes them very untrustful of love. So when someone actually wants to love you and is coming at you and wants to love you, you're going to be like, oh, this is freaky. This is unfamiliar. This is unsafe. I better run away. Whereas when there's someone who's more distant and aloof and maybe love bombs you in the beginning and makes you feel great, but then kind of goes away and gives you all these, you know, things you have to do where you kind of have to chase, that's going to feel a lot safer to you. Does Mm. that make sense so far? Yeah. 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 And a lot of this comes from, well, in one sentence, sum up your relationship with your mom. Okay. It can be two sentences, maybe three, but do your best to keep it short. Ooh, uh, you got me caught there. Um, <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> I think my mom was very caring uh, about us, but I think maybe a, a bit also overwhelmed with the difficulty yeah. with my dad. And, and I'm not sure how, how early their issue started that ended up in a divorce and a couple of years later. But um, I know they also came from different cultural backgrounds. Um and she, like we we believe my sister and I believe that she fell in love with a therapist at the time, and mm. so there was you know some issues there. For me, but okay, your question was my relation with my mother. Um, I, I've been struggling with the you know the past almost twenty five years since they they divorced because I've been then the only man in my mom's life, and right. she kept on being really attached to me, and 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 I I don't really want that. And I've been telling you, you know, mom, go and look for another man in your life, but okay. she's never done that. Well, there you go. And there's another piece of the puzzle. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. You, any woman that feels needy, and sometimes, like, even a woman that's trying to love you is going to feel like she wants something from you, that's going to be a turnoff because it's going to remind you of mom. Whereas this woman that's aloof and, you know, was maybe love bombing in the beginning and is like telling you all these things to do and can take you or leave you kind of thing. And she has all the control in the relationship. That's going to feel more appealing to you because it's not going to remind you of mom. No. Okay. (laughs) Do you feel like how, do you feel kind of like you wanted space from your mom? Like you wanted to be like, mom, let me breathe, go find another man. Yeah. 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 So anytime a woman comes at you, it's going to feel smothering on some level. Yeah. Whereas this other person who is more aloof, it's going to feel like, oh, this is great. I can breathe. Mm -hmm. So, Mm. you know, we can, I mean, I think we've dissected this enough. There's, I have a clear picture of why you push away someone that, a woman that's coming at you with love and wants to love you because you're like, ah, this reminds me of mom. I don't want to be smothered. I want to be free because you haven't yet separated mom from other women. And this woman that you are hung up on, there's two things. One, she kind of reminds you of dad of like that. I want you to love me. Why don't you love me? I want you all do anything to get your love type of thing, because I'm sure you longed for dad's love that wasn't really there. 
And then again, it's that more avoidant attachment style of I'm going to pursue something that on some level I know probably isn't going to work out because I'm truly scared of intimacy. So at the root of all of this (laughs) is a fear of intimacy. (laughs) And most of the time we fear intimacy because we actually haven't had true intimacy. You know, and as children, we're naturally intimate, but we, if, if parents can't be intimate back, we start to shut down. And intimacy feels really scary because it's so unfamiliar. So everyone wants to be loved, but people continue mm. to push love away because love has hurt them in the past. So when actual love comes in, we can push it away because we're terrified because it's mm. unfamiliar. Mm. So what are you thinking as I'm saying all this? Well, what I'm hearing is that I probably not experienced a lot of intimate love in my childhood and I somehow need to get used to it Mm -hmm. which is a nice problem to have I guess (laughs) it only can get better from here how I do this is the big question like how (laughs) yeah well step one is you've got to let last girlfriend go and your your hung upness on her go as well and really look at, yeah. okay, someone who dumps me the minute I you know, have an expression. You, you weren't physically violent or abusive with her in any way, were you? No, no. No, I didn't, I didn't think so. Not. Yeah, you just got, got upset. You know, she was criticizing me. She didn't let me have emotion. She put all these ultimatums on me. And then I did them and she still rejected me. Like, why am I, why am I going after you know, something that I don't, that isn't healthy. And that's when you talk to the little boy inside and, and basically say, you know, I know this may remind you of dad, but this isn't how, this isn't how we get love. We don't chase love. Love is safe. It's not something we have to chase. It's not something we have to go Mm -hmm. after. Like we truly get to be loved and be chosen and choose. So whenever you think of her, or hung up on her, I want you to try to snap yourself back into reality and be like, that actually wasn't healthy love. It was me Mm. trying to heal a wound that I need to heal on my own. And so the, what's up for you for healing is this, the two part, the parental wound, the intimacy wound, like a dad who on some level you feel like really didn't want kids, really didn't want you. And a mom who then parentified you and espoused you, meaning she made you her husband in a lot of ways. Mm. And so you never really learned what it was like to be loved by a mother. You just had a woman that needed you. Mm. Mm. And so you're going to be more attracted to women that are more controlling because they're not going to remind you of mom. But Mm. women that are more controlling (laughs) often – can be also very terrified underneath and have walls around their heart and can do what this woman do, do just just hurt you. Does this make sense? Uh, absolutely, yeah, everything. Yeah. And it's a totally new approach of seeing, you know, I've talked with a lot of people about this, but you have a very unique, different, and very, you know, amazing view on this. And I feel really good at the moment, you know, hearing the things that you said. Mm. You know, it's not just logically, it's also, you know, I feel it in my body. Oh, good. That's what matters most. 
is that you feel yeah. in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes it helps just to understand, you know, we can feel a sense of relief when we're like, oh, okay, I see why I'm, because I'm sure logically you've thought, why am I still hung up on this person? She didn't treat me that great. You know, why am I jumping through hoops for this person who, I mean, I'm sure yeah. you can tell me all the ways, like it was amazing in the beginning and blah, 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 but all that beginning stuff, how we really know of someone, who someone is, is how they show up in conflict and how they show up during the hard parts. And she didn't show up well in that, mm -hmm. you know, she left, she wasn't willing mm -hmm. to navigate that with you. And mm -hmm. so, and I'm not blaming her. Like I have compassion for her trauma and whatever got triggered in her, but you mm -hmm. want someone who's going to be in the ring with you and who is going to say, you know, I, I understand you're triggered, but I don't appreciate you talking to me that way. And so I'm going to leave the room. And when you calm down, come get me and we'll have a conversation. You know, that kind of emotional maturity is what you deserve, yeah. but you've got to get there yourself with your own emotional maturity. So a big part of your own emotional maturity is not letting yourself continue to be hung up on this person and give yourself a real reality check of like, I'm not going to heal my father wound or my mother wound by being hung up on this person. It's just deflecting me from what yeah. I really need to go after. Does that make sense? Something that could be yeah. helpful for you is, um, as we talk about this in the workshop and it, you can buy it at any time. It's evergreen is my inner child workshop. Have you ever done that with Steph and I, the inner child workshop? Uh, nope. Okay. Nope. So if you just go to christinehauser.com slash inner child, you can access it there. I think it'd be a really great next step for you because okay. I think you need something to focus on versus yeah. this person. And I do think you need some guidance in terms of how do I, you know, cause I can hear the part of you going, well, okay, this all makes sense, but what do I do? Like, how do I yeah, yeah, apply yeah. this? And yeah. that workshop will really help. It'll go all through mm, the awesome. attachment therapy. It'll go all through different personality patterns. It will help you get in touch with that inner child, really heal a lot of that mother father wound. So that's what I'd recommend as a next step. And I'd also recommend mm. just stop all communication with ex-girlfriend. Just, just let her go. Let her go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so check in with your body. How do you mm. feel in this moment? Uh, very good. And, and what you just mentioned about, you know, that after the call, I still felt like, okay, what's next? But yeah. then you said, you know, you have the workshop. I said, oh, you know, I felt, yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love how coachable you are and I love how aware you are and how willing you are. You know, it's really time to love yourself and, 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 and really feel into that self-love, um, so that you can attract a relationship that is healthy, mm. you know, cause you kind of bounce back between, oh wait, this is too much love coming at me and this is not enough. Um, and you really want to get to that place where love feels safe and you can give and receive love in a beautiful way. Hmm. It sounds very nice. <laughs> it's also very possible. <laughs> Thank you to Matthias for being so open, so coachable and so honest about where you are in this journey. I think a lot of you listening can relate to really being hung up on someone. And what I want to say to that is you think it's them, but it's not. Either they're triggering something 
usually from a parental wound or something in your past, or they came to ignite something in you and they needed to go for you to really embody that. Let me give you an example so this makes more sense. You may hear my daughter (laughs) screaming and playing in the background because she's having a good old time with her daddy right now. Such a great reminder of that pure childhood joy. You may be able to hear it, you may not, but it just distracted me for a second. Okay, so back to my serious coaching self. So when you have someone come into your life that maybe is super creative or super passionate, and you're like, oh my gosh, they awakened my creativity or they awakened my sexuality or they made me feel a certain way. Often they were there just to ignite it, but they had to go so you embodied it because no one else is responsible for your creativity or your sexuality. It's, it's in you. So when we're hung up on someone, we think we're missing them, but we're missing something that we need to embody in ourselves, or they're reminding us of something or someone from our past, particularly a parent, and we actually need to go back and heal that wound. So in Matthias's case, there was, you know, basically wounding from both parents that were showing up. Father, who was not really there, created more of that avoidant attachment style, and then mother, who was smothering. So it was like, oh gosh, a woman coming at me, if she's really needy or she's really there, she's really present. Ah, that feels scary. I I just want to run. Whereas a person that's elusive and making demands of me and telling me all the ways I'm wrong, I'm super attracted to that. And that's very common when we have the avoidant attachment style. Or go back and listen to one of the coach's corners I did on attachment styles. You can just Google coach's corner attachment style. I did a great interview on that. And I never like to throw out labels because I'm not here to diagnose anyone. However, when we're given like a context for something, it helps us understand our behavior. So the point of a label isn't to label. The point of it is to help us dive deeper and understand why we're acting the way we're acting, why we're reacting the way we're acting or behaving the way we're behaving or wanting certain things and not wanting other things so that we can understand ourselves better and actually do the work to come into a more aligned place. Because I truly believe anyone can heal their attachment style and have a more secure attachment. And for those of you who are like, what are you talking about attachment styles? Basically, it's how we relate and connect to other people. There's two types, insecure and secure attachment. Secure attachment should be self-explanatory. You just really can form secure, healthy relationships, don't have a lot of anxiety or avoidance. Insecure attachment styles can be anxious, avoidant, or disorganized. But like I said, if you want more information on that, you can read the book Attached or go back and listen to one of my coach's corners where I dive deep into attachment styles. But my biggest thing for Matthias was to work on that inner child. And I love the inner child workshop that Steph and I do. You can get it anytime. It's christinehouse.com slash inner child. It really just, I mean, it takes the work we do on the show so much deeper and moves you through different attachment styles. You can learn more about attachment styles in the inner child workshop, personality patterns, really takes you back and helps you get to know that inner child or deepen your relationship with them. And, you know, so often the things that are upsetting us in our present day life, they have to do with our past. And remember, we're not here to relive our past or relive our trauma. We're really here to integrate it and give ourselves now what we didn't have then. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.